Van horror movie. Ah ah ah. So no? We're in a church? What is that from? That's not the Phantom of the Opera? I don't think. I don't know. I've always thought that that was the Phantom of the Opera. And guess what? I didn't hear that played once throughout this movie. <laughs> hey, it's Heidi and Stefan. And welcome to an Ice Cream Sunday episode. Today we are talking about 1925's The Phantom of the Opera. Yes, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> You're so mad. Yeah, mad. I'm confused. I'm like kind of... Because, okay, I was waiting to hear it. I thought that that was the main theme song or whatever of this movie. And now I realize that something is wrong in my brain and I have some <laughs> association <laughs> of that piece of music with this movie. And for some reason, it it's it's like if you found that the... I feel like that's a Dracula song. It, no, Dracula? No. Yeah. I've had somebody come into our music shop and play that on a piano. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's so sick. He's playing it just like whatever it's from, the movie, the, the <laughs> score. I mean, I... It's funny. It's just like whatever. Like, it's like when my, my kid, when I, when I realized my kid was great at art, I'm like, she draws things and it looks like the things are supposed to be. <laughs> so, it sounds just exactly like it's supposed to. So I this, have no idea where it's from. This is a movie that has a obviously silent film with a operatic theme and a soundtrack to go along with it. And I thought that that little tune that I just now I don't even know what that's from. When I Google Phantom of the Opera music, none of that even came up. So, so first of all, uh, shout out to Nicole, listener Nicole, who uh, requested this movie. She submitted the movie on icecreampodcast.com. Um, and just a quick synopsis, this 1925 silent film is directed by Rupert Julian, and it is about this, this disfigured man who lives, um, like in below the, the opera for, house in, and below an opera house in the forgotten, like torture chambers and tombs and such in, uh, in, Paris, in Paris, 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 France, Paris, France, yeah. is just said. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, excuse me, this is my first time watching it. I hadn't seen it before. Oh, seriously? Yeah, because every time I saw it, like, if you read the synopsis on IMDb, it's this. A mad, disfigured composer seeks love with a lovely young opera singer. And for me, I'm like, this is more love story than it is horror movie. I don't want to watch this shit. And then the entire <laughs> time in the history of my, es- in the essence of my history, of my being, of my past, it's always been Phantom of the Opera is such a romantic movie. My Phantom of the Opera is so this, it's so that. I am fucking mad at this movie. I am so mad at this movie. Okay, that's the first, I think, that we've ever heard you say that you're mad at a movie. Or I mean, I know you didn't like The Fog. We have some feelings about that movie. But but this is the first time you've been very passionate about not liking a movie. No, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. The movie was good. Um, the music pairs perfectly with the, the, with the movie. Um, the characters are great. I'm just talk about a crock of shit. Like, the movie is great. But it's like, oh, my gosh, what the fuck? Why are people telling me my whole life that this is a romantic movie and and the and the phantom uh, Eric with a K is um, 
like such a uh, a romantic uh, figure. Yeah. Um, and I have a quote. Eric, it's its main character, Eric, is a romantic figure whose appeal reaches across different cultures and times. He's a sensitive soul. Okay. An accomplished composer and musician whose great unfinished work is ascribed to be breathtakingly beautiful. See, I... What? No, fucking no. His insides are just as ugly as his fucking fucked up pig face. I thought that this definitely was like... Oh, I, in my head, I was like, "It's a rom com, but it's not a comedy. It's a horror." So then I was like, "Well, guess rom com. It's a rom whore." I don't think you should call any woman that. <laughs> you a rom whore? Well, that's girls who like this movie might be considered. I don't know. I'm just kidding, but you know, um, I just thought it was a new wave of romantic horror films, rom whores. Okay, so it's an Ice Cream Sunday episode, so this will be relatively short. But I can tell you. I didn't find this romantic whatsoever. In fact, I found this to be the most gaslighting fucking movie that's ever existed in the history of, uh, not probably in the history of anything, but aside from Ghost, oh, which has its own issues. <clears throat> uh, you're, I don't even know what to say right now, but I, I like this side of you. This movie, it, it's great. It's well done. Yes, go watch it. It's awesome. 1925 movie, still holds up to today's standards because it still gives you um it still engages you in a way now you're not going to get jump scares and you're not going to get scared at the special effects probably um the but the special effects if you put yourself in that time they would have been amazing um as far as the makeup and the darkness and the contrast between light and dark and happiness and and fear and and the expressions on and and the actors uh conveying this message all that stuff Aces in my book. Aces. However, this fucking guy, Eric with a K, he is the phantom who lives underneath the opera house. He falls in love with the with not with the with the apprentice. What's it called? What's it called? Not the main person, but her backup. What is it called? I don't know. Back uh, like the number two. Whatever it is, yeah. Uh he falls in love with her voice and her appearance. And he's like, I must have her. And he fucking sets, like, first he poisons or something, like, the first girl, um, so that this girl, uh, what's her name? Christine is Christine. the girl he's after. Yeah, he's after Christine. And so he poisons Carlotta because she's mysteriously sick, right? Um, so that So that Christine can have her shot. And then the next time that he wants her to perform... And they're like, and Carlotta's mom's like, no, like stage mom extraordinaire. I don't care if he's threatening my child. She's going to perform, which is its own issue. Um, so, uh, so he, and he tries to kill everybody and, and he just feels so entitled. He's like, I gave you the, your career. You belong to me now. I knew while watching this that you were not going to like this guy. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, I know she's not going to like a lot of the things that he said. I, th actually, there were some notes that I wrote that were just like little like w one word type things that I like. Uh, what was one of them? I think it was. Uh, oh, like the marriage proposal thing and everything. And they get like the carriage getaway. Oh. Like these are just little scenes later on, but I just, the way he comes about it and the way he like basically puts no, her up like, to it. It's, you he's know, like, I gave you your career. Now you owe me, you must stay yeah, with me you owe and, me. Yeah. and forget about the guy you're actually in love with. You're never allowed to see him again. Yeah. You, I'll let him live, but you have to marry me. Or if you don't marry me, I'll fucking How kill him. How is that romantic? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Am I 
bananas here? Like, that's not romance. Like, I know that I'm a little weird and I'm a little morbid. And I know that I approach relationships differently because I'm all for just doing what your heart wants. But that's a little fucked up, right? Like, if we apply that to today, if I said, Stefan, here, take this job with uh, with my company, but now you belong to me. That's grounds for a lawsuit. Yeah. Well, it's it was wrong. A, there was, a, you know, I mean, the, the whole movie had a lot of the, the master slave theme to it. You know, he literally called himself her master. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then he kidnaps her. So when you think that way and you believe in it, obviously that's what he's like. I'm a master and you're my slave and that's how it works. And that's how it did work back then. And to some <laughs> extent, that's still how it works today with some people. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to turn people off of the movie. Um, I think it's just that the message is pretty dated. It's like, I know people don't, I hope people don't think that way anymore. Like I did this for you. Now you, I belong. Now you belong to me. Well, of course, some people I, I still hope, think that I way. Hope, That's never going to die. But, you know, we hope that it's definitely not the majority. Right. So I'm not saying that the movie's bad. I'm saying that the message for me was like, what in the shit? And I think it's mostly, I was mostly just confused because my entire life I've been told that this is a romantic movie. And it's not. It's it's a movie about an entitled guy who thinks that he can force somebody to love him, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's no, what the, that's what the whole right. movie is about. I see what about. you're saying. Um, and <clears throat> the way that even in like, even in just Googling the Phantom of the Opera, it, it pulls up images and, and wording of, of romantic um, and, and, and love and, and overcoming deformities and all kinds of shit. Yeah, but none like of that you, happened. It kind of gives you like the beauty and the beast feel. Yeah, but it wasn't that. But it wasn't it that, was, right. Oh, I forced help onto you, so now you must be my wife. And on top of that, if you're not my wife, I'm going to burn this fucker to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. he was shady as shit. So the whole... I'm glad he died. <laughs> now, the thing is, like, I, I say, I mean, like, it to me, it's not... That part of it, it's not romantic the way you're explaining it, for sure. But the movie is based around this guy wanting to love somebody else. It's just like, I guess, again, like, I like to slash him, kill him up type things, whatever. You know, like, I want a little bit more action uh, um, this is such an old classic movie. And again, for me, I just couldn't get over the fact that there was something in my head associated with a sound or a piece of music that wasn't matching up with the movie at all. So now, and then the other thing was like the mask. When we got to the point where we see the Phantom finally, like he's wearing a weird mask over his face that I was like, wait, 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 am I watching the right movie? Because it didn't look like the like, mask. I that think I, you're looking at, are you thinking of like the 19... Uh, the 1943 Phantom of the Opera. Let me pull that up for you. So maybe that's where that theme is, yeah. comes from. But I don't so, know. I'm just like so confused because now the thing is the face. That was an image that I've seen in like, you know, classic yeah, movie. That one is whatever. the classic like scary face. Yeah. Like where it kind of looks like a, like a skeleton with skin. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that part of it was, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a little familiar, but part of me, I'm like feeling like I'm, (laughs) what do they call it? Those, um, butterfly effect things. What do they call it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what is it called? It's called, um, 
There's that word, and I can't remember what it is. See? Whatever. Damn it. It's happening to us right now. We can't even remember. They're erasing our our matrix memory. They're saying, "Guess what? You don't. You're not allowed that anymore." The Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. Yes, yeah. I feel like that's what's happening to me. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This is I'm wired different. Something's not well, working so out right. Honestly, the whole reason why I've never seen this movie, even though I have this movie. It's in my 100 greatest horror classics, right? Yeah. Box yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. But I have this movie and I've never wanted to watch it. Like I've watched Jamaica, Jamaica in several times and I constantly skip over like something like as quintessential as Phantom of the Opera. So then, because I don't want to watch something that's romance, you know. Um, and I always thought, okay, it's more romance than horror. Because even right now, like if, like, if we just all bullshit aside, if we're watching a horror movie from, like, the early 20s, we know that it's vaguely horror. We were pleasantly surprised with The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and with uh, Metropolis. Those were great. Those were amazing. So take the romance out of this movie just because there isn't any in there. And now if you look at it, it is a very, like, early on good horror movie. It's got, like, uh, the, you know, the evil bad guy who's kidnapping the heroine girl, basically, forcing her to do something against her will. And then you've got Raul, the guy who's trying to save her. And yeah. um, the music and the theme of it is so, like, intense. It's like, um, it's classical music, but it's also played in a very, like, almost like fast, heavy metal kind of way. So you're right. I'll take the disappointment of the romance away. Um, and then it's a good horror movie. If you think of it as, and you just approach it as a horror movie. Yeah. Because there is a bad guy. Yeah. And the bad guy fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> now, I always thought that it was like a Freddy Krueger kind of thing that this guy was defigured because of an accident. But the, the way his face is, it looks like he was just born that way. He didn't well, look scarred or anything. Yeah. Did They, they didn't go into a backstory of how he got there. Not, like, not unless they... you go into like, like anything that happened afterwards like when they did new like new iterations of it and such and and created a backstory but if we take it just based off of this 1925 film and not even go back and look at the book um we just think that this guy i mean he looks to have been just disfigured at birth or something which yeah. could be why he maybe he was looking for somebody like his mother and maybe she sang to him or something. And maybe that's why he did that. But um, actually, now I think about it, the the police officer guy, well, yeah, the, the, the yeah, secret, the, guy, the Interpol Ledoux guy. Ledoux or something. Ledoux. Yeah, he was saying that that's where he hid out during like the last like war. The, the revolution. Or the, yeah, second the, revolution. The second revolution. I thought Ledoux was actually the phantom Beef, I, like so, I have no idea about the this backstory at all. So I didn't know if, but when we first see Ledoux, I was like, oh, is that the Phantom? But he's like in his regular form, and then I thought maybe he has an accident. That's why he gets disfigured or oh. something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I, for the, you know, they he he had that kind of weird like stature, and you didn't know who he was, and he was very, he, you know, he looked like he wore the hat and the cape or something like that. Yeah, he wore like um that fez 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so for, to me, I, I kept thinking like, is this guy the Phantom, and he's just like hiding amongst the people right now, and he hasn't got scarred yet? I didn't know. Yeah. And then inv- eventually, obviously, I realized it. The thing that was interesting to me is um, from the beginning of the movie, everybody in the opera house knows that there's a Phantom. Right. It, like it's... he has his own like box. Uh, what is it? Yeah, his own it's box. number five. Yeah. yeah, box number five. And everybody knows that nobody goes in there because that's the phantoms. And so I found that to be very interesting that he was accepted. Yeah, right, right. right. They basically were like, just don't go over that fence. Just don't fuck you know? with him. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. leave that dog alone over there and don't go by their yard. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much what it was like. Yeah. And- <laughs> very sand lottie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that the, later in the movie when he does that thing where he goes under the water with the. Um, the pipe with the snorkel yeah, like the snorkel. he's in a fucking looney tunes cartoon to, to, exactly that's all i could think about i was like this is fucking looney tunes. i bet you that's where looney tunes got it from fucking uh daffy duck or whatever or somebody going underwater Daffy's a duck well, it would have been like bugs or something okay yeah probably would have been um but that was pretty cool um i did i did like the lighting i did like that they added well the one we saw was remastered one so they had like when so when the phantom comes into the the the, the masquerade, the masquerade ball. ball and and he's in red um to disrupt their celebrations because they're forgetting that the uh sanctuary wait the paris opera house um is over the medieval torture chambers and hidden dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Th- that day must have been his favorite day because he could walk amongst everybody, with, <laughs> you know, and it was all good. But I, I, I didn't even realize that it was color corrected or I knew we were watching some sort of a, re, you know, remastered. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seemed pretty black and white. I mean, there were hints of like certain like colors, mm-hmm. like a tint of blue or, or something. But then when the masquerade ball came, it was clear that it was like almost color. Um, and I didn't like it actually when it did that. I was like, oh, what happened? I did like Wizard of Oz. I did like when um, when uh, Raul and Chris Christine were on the roof, and um, Eric the Phantom is standing above them, but hiding just to listen to their conversation, where they're plot they're plotting to escape from there, so yeah. that she doesn't have to marry him yeah and there's just this red color like just floating in the wind yeah that was i, I liked that part that was really cool too it reminded me a lot of spawn the yes. comic book character with the yeah. cape flying in the wind and everything like that um, and so i really liked how they described eric the phantom um i wrote it down um his eyes are ghastly beads in which there is no light um like holes in a grinning skull his face like leprous parchment yellow, skin strung tight over protruding bones. And and essentially what he, his face is like pulled tight like a yeah, drum. Sort of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no nose. No nose. Well, no he's nose. kind of got a nose, but not really. I mean, he doesn't have a, re- a real nose. But again, like it was a little bit more of a nose than what I you know, though I actually I've seen the face, so I knew what to expect when he was going to take the mask off. But I did look at the nose particularly, and I was like, well, yeah, he's kind of got like a, I guess no nose, yeah. but a nose. Um, there was one part later on where they were like uh, talking. I don't know. They had like a 
when the villagers were coming or whatever, and then they found the guy who was dead, who was hanging or whatever, and they mm-hmm. they said called it a Punjab Lhasa or something. Yeah, and like I'm like, that. they're gonna blame the ethnic guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those damn Punjabs with those lassos. Punjabs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Raul is the hero in all of this in that he is uh, Christine's lover, but he also was problematic. And in fact, I started the movie because I, I didn't know the movie. So when I met Raul in this movie, um, he <laughs> shut up. He <laughs> he was problematic because she Christine uh, finally was able to sing as the lead or whatever. And her dreams had come true and she was happy and he goes into her dressing room and is like now that you're um now that you are um now that you did what you wanted to now we can get married like vilifying her for wanting to have a career right and but she even turns she turns him away though she's she like says, no she's like forget i that love you. the opera or something yeah she's like i could never leave the opera so you yeah. need to forget all of your love for me but not knowing that it was because she already had a somewhat of a relationship with this phantom and not even a, a romantic relationship, but just like a, a quid she's, pro quo. She's dedicated, right? you know? Yeah. So dedicated and, and to the is, craft. Yeah. This is where uh, Eric tells her tonight. I place the world at your feet and all Paris is going to worship you. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to come back. And in this spirit, um, I will command you to love me. Yeah, command. And that's when I went. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) This ugly motherfucker's telling me to what? (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what other parts of the movie like really kind of like wowed me. That chandelier dropping. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. The chandelier dropping was cool. I liked how they pulled it off and did it. Um, But then it seemed like they were right back up with a new chandelier pretty quick. I don't know how much time had passed between one to the next, but all of a sudden I realized the chandelier was back the next time they were putting on the show. Yeah. Um, Then there was the big reveal of his face. Like when, um, when the Phantom takes Christine down to where he lives he takes her like uh-huh. down into the tombs and underneath everything. Yeah, his like little bedroom. Five, he, he says it's uh it's five. What did he say? Five cellars underground, so like five stories down or something like that. <laughs> and and he goes all the way down. Then he has to cross a black river and and finally go to his door. You know what it was like? It was like Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory when he goes into that tunnel. And they go into this secret room, like at the end of the ride. Oh, yeah. I love that part. That's what it looks like. And then um, they go into his house and he like she faints at one point um, and puts um, puts her in her room. When she awakens, he's playing the piano, the the piano, the organ. Yeah. Which is where I kept thinking he was going to. I'm telling you, that's Dracula. Someone please out there verify that with me because or I we can I, just fucking watch Dracula. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I always thought that that was Phantom of the Opera, but I guess I'm wrong. Um, uh, but, but he's like, you can do whatever you want, and hopefully you learn to love me. Just don't take off my mask, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, yeah. And what does this bitch do? She She's takes like, off Fuck the mask. You, ho. Don't be fucking telling me what to do. And she takes his mask off, and we get this big reveal. And I get how people would have been scared if they hadn't ever seen that face before. Like, in fact, the actress she had an amazing reaction because she hadn't seen what he was supposed to look like under there. 
Yeah, I think I agree. And the later on when they when he's doing the the carriage getaway scene, he looks really menacing there too, where he's like yeah. just ah. Because he's all ragged. Yeah. And he has like the most bald spot of all bald spots. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not only did he's like, let me make this guy vicious, he'll make him ugly and bald. Yeah. <laughs> Balding. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? These men can't catch no break. But his love for her only went so far. Because it was more of a control issue. It wasn't love. It was not love whatsoever. It was control. And as soon as he didn't have control of her, that's why he started to try to threaten her. Yeah. And say, if you, if you want them to live, you have to do this. And and then he'd still trick her because he's like, either choose to be with me or choose to burn down the opera house. And she chose to be with him. And then he flooded the chamber where her where yeah, Raul was. I, I was exactly I, at that moment. I was like, "Wait, did he just go this back on his like?" <laughs> I, I can't believe it. So now he's killing them anyway. He's only got two things in this world: my word and my balls, balls. and <laughs> I don't break them for, for nobody. nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice, yeah. And then it was so. Then yeah, and then he puts them in like that heat chamber thing, and they're like yeah. dying, and they got to pull it like. So he's like a lying liar, <laughs> yeah. but it was super super um apparent when they're doing the getaway, and he like takes her into the stagecoach, and then starts running through the city. And um, <clears throat> it tips over and she falls out. So I don't know if she died or what, but she falls out and then he just looks at her and then and takes like, the takes fuck off. off. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, fuck and that. And the I'm whole gone. mob is finally, because um, the Phantom did end up killing one of the stagehands and his brother is out for vengeance. So the the uh there's like everybody in town like they they gathered like pitchforks and and torches big mob mob, and they're chasing the phantom they chase him down to the river and um the phantom does this crazy shit because he's surrounded and it's either going in the water or he's gonna get jumped by this mob and he pulls out like this thing in his hand he's like i got this yeah i got this and everybody (laughs) backs up like as if he has a grenade or something and then they come from behind him and he turns around then he like he looks at them and he opens his hand. There's nothing, nothing in there, there. Yeah. and they're like, "Get him!" And they beat, beat the him shit out to of him. death. Yeah. He gets killed the fuck up because they flop him into the water. And he deserved it. Now, yes. why didn't he just jump in the water? He already, we knew he could swim because he was in the water before. But he didn't swim in the water. He walked in the water. Okay. Now he also killed Raúl's brother, right? When he was in mm-hmm. the water. Yeah. And that was another thing too, like. I guess nobody really knew about it, but you know, at that time, no. But poor Raul, like, I don't know if she survived. Did she survive? Because she got thrown and then she was just like a rag doll on the floor. Yeah, at that moment, I think you're just supposed to be happy that evil creature was dead. You want to know the fucked up part that made me laugh? What? So when the chandelier drops, Uh everybody starts running out. Yeah. This like there's this mob of people running out the doors, and, and there's one, one woman, woman who, who falls. falls. Over. I saw her. I saw her. Yeah, like, I saw that. I'm like this is like that earthquake video that you showed me where the girl randomly just falls down. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was funny. Yeah, that was that was a funny part for me. I think I actually like snort laughed at that one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, 
it was a, it was a good little fun watch, but I really again was like, I, there's just something more to it. now. I feel like number one, I have to figure out where that theme song is from. Number two, uh, was so the fan of the opera mask. You said there's another one in the fifties or something like that. Fifties or sixties. There's a 1943 one. Forties, yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't know, like, because I feel like that the mask itself is different, isn't it? Or, yeah, the mask is different. So the one in the forties is like across the eyes. Well, this one was white, across the eyes too. But but it's white. Okay. And then I think there's the one you're thinking about is like this. Right, 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 yeah. right. So now it's like but, across the face. So which one is that then? Um, I I don't know. I have to open up my laptop. Well, you don't need to if you don't want to. I don't I don't need expect you to have to know the answer. Oh really? Really? <laughs> I, I mean I don't. Um. All right. So 1943 one is still half the face. Let's see. Then there's one from 1989. That one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we watched the wrong one, bro. What? Holy shit. There's the one from 1989 stars, Robert Englund. Oh, really? <laughs> Freddy Krueger? Yeah, look at this shit. Look at his face. Yeah, he's the fan. He's got a Freddy face. Oh, shit. Oh, man. We're adding that one to the list. See, that one probably would have been a little bit more fun. <laughs> no, there's there's but one the- from 1998. Um, I think this I know there's one, one is an Argento one. Oh, really? I know there's a more modernized one that has the girl from. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the one from 2011. Shameless. What's her name? Fiona. And there we go. That's the one you're thinking of. And that's from. Hold on. Now, see, that's more of a fan of, of the opera mask than Look, I. That's the one you're thinking about. That's the play um, like on, on stage. This is the. Right. That's the one you're thinking about, right? I don't know. I mean, yes, yeah, somewhat. See, I don't really think about Phantom of the Opera. It's definitely, honestly, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would have gone my whole life never actually watching the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, what is that? Dracula? Oh my gosh. I hate to say I told you so, but somebody told you so. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't care. That's what it's all about. Learning new things. You know, I, I knew somewhere in my head that that's obviously a significant horror sound. And I it's just, okay. I you've never why, seen Dracula. I know. I've never seen Dracula. But somewhere my brain wired it to Phantom of the Opera. And I never knew it until today. All okay. day long. I, I never knew that I hated Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's wow. something fucked up. Like there's actually an Eric with a K in my past. I dislike, so maybe that also has something to do with Eric it. Eric with a K. With a K. <laughs> like Viking Eric. <laughs> yeah, it's like Viking Eric. And that's all I got, bro. Well, that's sort of all I got on this movie, too. I mean... It was fun. It was fun. I, what, what, I mean, you know... I mean, it, it wasn't was... a bad movie. I just hate it hit the character, that's all. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't hate the character. I just... I didn't actually really hate anything of it, but again, to me, it was it wasn't the romantic. Th- the part. I mean, I just felt like it was more of a love or trying to be a love story, or at least, I don't know. Like I don't know. It was it, yeah. You're right. It's weird. When you sit back and just look at it for what it, it really is, it's not that bad. No, it's not that. It's bad. It's an hour and thirty minutes of your life if you want to go watch something. It, it's classic. actually. That's all you need to, you know. It's actually a pretty good movie. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I actually enjoyed it. Um, what I didn't 
like was that it didn't match up with what I thought it was going to be. Now, yeah, well, that's that's good. You know, it's good to experience things in a different way and, uh, <laughs> you know, be surprised sometimes. But is the next one that we do for Ice Cream Sunday um, at least going to not be a silent film? Because I, I, <laughs> I want some fucking dialogue. Uh, yeah, like I'm, <laughs> it's like Metropolis, Caligari, and now Phantom of the Opera. Um, silent, silent, silence. Let's get something that has some dialogue so I can uh, well, get into it. What's next on our list is Dracula that has dialogue. Finally, finally, <laughs> finally. This whole time I've known you, I've said, you know, I've never seen Dracula or Frankenstein ever. Now we finally can get to the... It's like we're finally at the starting line now, you know? Wow. I'm just so blown away by that. The whole time I was thinking about Dracula, <laughs> but I thought it was Phantom of the Opera. Wow. I'm done. All right, me too. Um, You want to come to my birthday dinner? All right. Happy early birthday. Thank you. And congratulations on your promo. You're welcome. You want to get drunk with me? Hell yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Thank you for coming to the Ice Cream Parlor for this Ice Cream Sunday episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Please watch 1925's Phantom of the Opera and let us know your thoughts. Am I completely fucking wrong here? Or does this movie just make you angry? <laughs> Maybe um maybe it's just me. Yeah. Well, maybe Nicole can tell us how it made her feel since she asked <laughs> us to do this movie. <laughs> yeah, Nicole, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about it? Tell us. Why, actually, why don't you let us know on Instagram? Uh, leave us a comment. <laughs> that would be nice. Um. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Give us a rating. Um. Submit a movie like Nicole did. Um. By uh going to our our website icecreampodcast.com and scrolling all the way to the bottom and click submit a movie um you can also uh reach out through all our social medias also listed on the site um or you can email us directly at hello at icecreampodcast.com yes, hope you have you a can. good one yep um looking forward to the next one say bye bye <laughs> bye okay bye Thank you.